0: Estimating repairs does not have to be this big, crazy, daunting monster looming over your head. Get familiar, get your feet out and get in front of some contractors, find them, network with them, walk some properties with them.
1: Welcome to season six of the Realty Talks with Taiyi podcast show, hosted by Taiyi LSR. Taiyi, named the investor queen, is a married mompreneur managing a family of seven and running a national real estate enterprise with her husband and investor king, Ansar. On this show, TAIYI shares their dynamic experiences as real estate investors, entrepreneurs, philanthropists, speakers, and coaches to empower women, wives, and working parents to run a family and build a financial fortress fueled by real estate investing. Be inspired by this dynamic duo to leave a legacy and build generational wealth. Go to www.wholesalingai.com to join their online educational community of real estate investors. Now, for today's show, here's your host and investor queen, Tyyee.
0: Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Realty Talks with Tai podcast show. I am your host, Tyyee, that's T-I-Y-E. On today's episode, I am going to talk to you guys more in depth about the R of the PYRAM method. That's right, the R, R for Roger, Red or River, whatever you want it to stand for. In today's episode, it is going to talk about the repair costs. So let's get into it. Just as a recap, if you're just joining the show and you haven't been following from the past few episodes, the PYRAM method, that's P is in Peter, I. R-A-M is in Mary, stands for the five-step process of analyzing a deal to take it from the marketing conception all the way up to making an offer that ideally you want to get accepted so you can close on it and either profit immediately through a wholesale deal, hold it, renovate it, and or rent it ultimately. So on today's episode, we're going to deep dive into the repair costs, which so many people get hung up on. With repairs, the one critical thing that it is important that you do is have a very detailed scope of work up front that both you and your contractor agree upon. Within that scope of work, it's going to itemize all of the details, the scope of the work that you are hiring a contractor and or their subs to do for you for that renovation project. Now, to keep things on time and on schedule, on track and on budget, you want to make sure, number one, you're hiring a licensed general contractor to do the general contracting Mm -hmm. work. You want to make sure that all of their subs are licensed as well. Once you do that, before hiring them and letting them step foot on the property, you also want to make sure that you have them sign critical documents. In our case, we use six critical documents that ensures and protects and further minimizes your liability from anyone getting hurt on the job, filing a false claim while on the job, or just doing bad craftsmanship, bad workmanship, basically in essence, bad work on your property. You also want them to warranty the work that they do. We require that they do up to one year, 12 full months from the date of the work completed, provide us a warranty on that work. So if something breaks or makes a mistake or doesn't just quite seem to work right and it's nine months after they've completed the job, then that work is insured and it's under warranty, which means that they come back out, meaning the contractor and or any of the subs like plumbers, electricians, so forth, will come back out to repair that for free under your warranty. Those things are preliminary actions that need to be done in order to set your projects up for success and ensure your repair estimate is controllable. That there is no escalation clause, ideally, meaning that the contractor cannot accelerate the repair estimate based upon changes in the market, in the supply, in the demand, in the shipping, any of those things that go into the pricing of materials that contractors use to renovate properties do not need to be subject to your risk, right? You wanna manage that risk by having them attribute that because to their estimate upfront so that you stick them to a number and hold them to that scope of work that that number, that budget should allow for, okay? Now that detailed scope of work should be so detailed in our case, it's down to the skew number of every single item that's going to go into that project. Okay, so we have to take a quick break. Stay tuned and we'll be right back. Are you enjoying this show so far? I sure hope so. Please like, share, subscribe to the channel and feel free to leave me a message down below. Welcome back. You are still listening, my friends, to The Realty Talk with Tai e podcast show. As a recap on today's show, we're talking about your preparation and plan to achieve and receive in 2022 through real estate investing. So let's get back to it. Therefore, if you are painting a front door or you are changing a light bulb, the SKU number for that product, in addition to the product link to Home Depot or Lowe's or any appliance store, that you're ordering each and every item for should be included in your scope of work. That scope of work is in signed off on once a contractor bids on that particular project. So let's say the first step is that you've identified the property. The second step now that you need to estimate repairs is that you walk through the property or have your contractor do it to get a general feel of what will be needed in that particular property. Does it need new painting, new lighting fixtures? Does the baseboards and trim and doors need to be replaced? Does the flooring need to be replaced? Does the deck need to either have the decking material to be replaced or just the deck to be completely demoed? Do the cabinets need to be replaced or can they just be refinished? Do the countertops, right, are they all messed up and need to be replaced with granite? Are there appliances, working functional appliances, meaning a microwave, a stove or a range, a hood, a refrigerator in the property, or do you need to just upgrade them to being stainless steel because the ones that are in there are just old and not up to par with today's modern standards for appliances, which is typically stainless steel. All of those things are important that you identify up front until your eyes are trained. I suggest, we suggest, our team suggests that you walk through the property with a general contractor. If you do not have a relationship, then establish one. If you do not know how to do that, you need to find one. Go to your Home Depot's or Lowe's, any of your your hardware stores early in the morning, 6 a.m. ideally, or up to about 7 a.m. See those professionals that are there getting work done, getting products, getting materials, picking up orders, and then talk to them, right? Introduce yourself. Tell them what you do. Tell them about a current project that you're looking to renovate and ask them if they want to meet you at the job site to walk it. That's like the easiest way to get those type of networking juices flowing, right? Now, once you've done that, okay, and you've walked through the property and identified all the preliminary things that need to be upgraded, repaired, and or replaced or removed from that property, now you're starting to create an estimated budget. A budget for that project's specific scope of work that you've identified. If it's the contractor that you walk the property with, then obviously you may want them to bid the job. You send them this very vague, quick repair estimate of the scope that you're looking to do of repairs and ask them to bid. Their bid needs to itemize the labor cost and include the material cost. You do not want them to submit to you a labor-only bid or a material-only bid, which is less common. A lot of contractors are going to like to bulk up the price and send you one flat fee of a number. They don't want to itemize it and they want to only send you a bid for labor only. No, you want them to be just as detailed, thorough, and professional in their presentation of their bid as you expect the quality of their craftsmanship to be on your project. That is going to enable you to rent the property faster, finish the property quicker, refinance the property for a higher ideally loan to value or LTV or sell the property for a higher price because of the craftsmanship, because of all of these upgrades and amenities that are either added or upgraded into the property, okay? So once they have walked through the property, if they haven't already, and ideally you're getting more than one bid, you want to about three different bids from three different contractors. You don't necessarily want to select the bid that's going to be the lowest in cost, but you want the best of both worlds, those that can deliver on schedule on timeline and you even provide a buffer of a timeline. So if they think it's going to take 30 days, give them 35 just so that you are fair and comparable upfront to what you know can be human error or delays that are through no fault of your own and perhaps even no fault of the contractor's own. It gives them that grace period. Now, on the other end, if they are able to finish the property sooner than they project, if they bid you at 30 days to complete the project, but it only takes them 25, well, we pay them a bonus for every single day that they complete the project early. In our case, it's $100 per day of early completion because that is allowing us to get our money out of that property and rinse and repeat that process again and ideally faster and more systematic than the time before because you're constantly trying to improve your systems so you can scale your business okay so we have to take a quick break stay tuned and we'll be right back Are you enjoying this show so far? I sure hope so. Please like, share, subscribe to the channel and feel free to leave me a message down below. Welcome back. You are still listening, my friends, to the Real Tea Talk with Tyi e podcast show. As a recap on today's show, we're talking about your preparation and plan to achieve and receive in 2022 through real estate investing. So let's get back to it a lot of people misrepresent the repairs needed on a property, okay? That can be mitigated. That risk can be managed of accelerated repair costs if you are willing to put in the work time and energy upfront. And this does not take long, okay? This is not something that's going to take days, weeks, and years, no. It might take days, but it shouldn't take weeks or years for sure, because then you're like uh, your holding costs are going crazy. And that's not what you want. You want control of the project, control of the timeline, control of the budget, control of the scope of work. And likewise, you want control of the team that is executing on the vision, on that scope of work, SOW, that you've identified and so clearly, so vaguely, so precisely laid out for them. They are going to love you. They're going to want you to keep feeding them with business and they're going to want to keep servicing the projects that you bring them because of your level of thoroughness, professionalism, and just preparation, right? Contractors are typically not on the business savvy side, not saying that they're not or no discredit to them. They're great tradesmen. They're great with their hands. They're great technicians, okay? It is up to you to still be the manager or to hire a project manager to manage your contractors and their team to make sure you stay on time and on budget. Now, if you're not good and you're just starting out with repairs, I recommend that you absolutely don't go at this alone, but you walk a few different projects, a few different properties with a few different contractors to get them to give you a bid on what is your standard three-bed, two-bath, 1,500-square-foot single-family residence in a particular area going to cost to fully renovate or to do a rental-grade rehab that's going to allow you to refinance with a higher LTV because of what type of finishes, what type of appliances, and what type of upgrades that need to be done in your scope of work that will allow you to hit that LTV or higher, allow the property to appraise higher, allow the property to sell faster or for more. Okay. So those are your marching orders for this week. I really want you guys to take this to heart. Estimating repairs does not have to be this big, crazy, daunting monster looming over your head get familiar, get your feet out and get in front of some contractors, find them, network with them, walk some properties with them so you have the ability to accurately estimate repairs and get deals done faster. Until next time, be great, be in the field, be in the conversation of other professionals that are doing the work every single day as well because that is how you stumble upon opportunities because energy goes where energy flows. Now on that note, I want you guys to go and implement something, if not everything, then at least the one thing, the something that you've learned and take away that you found value in, like, share, subscribe to this channel and go out and implement now what you have learned. Until next time, I will see you on the next episode.
1: Thank you for listening to the Realty Talks with Taiyi podcast show with your host and investor queen, Taiyi. If you still have questions or like what you learned and want to go deeper to learn more and do more, apply for admission to Investor Answer University online at www.wholesalingai.com. It has samples and live video guided training that includes all the tools she discusses to help you jumpstart or scale your real estate investing business this year, month, and for the brave, even today. You will be well on your way to becoming a confident, effective, and very capable real estate investor. Please join us next week for another episode. And until then, remember your IRR strategy. Invest, rest, and repeat.